Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, it's Thursday, so it's the Grassroots Football Show. In the next hour, the FA are kicking Step 7 football out of the pyramid from next season. Dave's been looking at the implications for our local clubs. Grassroots Gossip, where we find the interesting stories of the last week. League Look, and after the City Isles and the London Underground, Dave takes us to a country where men wear skirts and eat something called haggis. We, of course, have the weekly flow serve and the town talk. The Wildies and the Wallies from last week's local matches. With Sleaford Town earning an exemption. And we find out what's in store this coming weekend. Assuming the rain ever stops. And if we get time, we're going to look at the professional gossip. Because the greatest thing about Christmas... Is it means the transfer window's just around the corner. But we start, as ever, with our look back at last week's football and something that we call the Wildies and the Wallies. Dave tells you all the results, then he picks his choice. You see, let me get this, don't you? You pick... Your choice for the best performance of the weekend and the worst performance of the weekend. Dave, you can upset them now. Right, well, the nice thing is you did put a, um, a prerequisite a long time. We can't involve flow serve or town in these, but we Agreed. can't change it. Yep. Yep. Okay, so um, shall we go in the order and then we'll pick the worldies afterwards, or do you want me to start this straight well, away? We can go in the order and then you can pick the worldies and the worldies later. Okay, well, briefly speaking, we know, unfortunately, uh, FlowServe took a defeat away at uh, Worcester City on uh, Saturday, but uh, f- uh, thoroughly made up for it midweek. I thought it was a cracking uh, uh, win against Racing Club uh, Warwick at uh, a really dreadful night down at Lowfields. Just take them to fifth. They're t- only two points off the top and have two games in hand, so shows you what a close league that is. So anybody could beat anybody on their day. I think anybody in the top half of that table's got their eyes on it. I mean, I was reading a report from um, from Worcester City and the managers playing down expectations because yes. you know they're halfway down the table, but they're in form. Yeah, uh, and I think anybody who puts half a dozen wins together on the bounds. They're going to win that league. Yeah, <laughs> Nobody seems capable of doing it. I mean, as we saw last week, or the week before, when we were talking about the involvement in the Vars, there are eight clubs from the Midland Football League, seven from the Premier and one from the First Division. There's only the Wessex League, uh, sorry, the uh, Western League that betters that. It's, 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 it's a very, very hard league. I mean, one more result that you won't have on your list from last week is that Gresley, bottom, bottom two of the Midland Football League, beat the then league leaders, Walsall well, so Wood. I did see that, yeah. Now, what's going off? Yeah. But... It proves it how tough it is. Yeah, it's a good baptism of fire for, uh, for the works in Step 5. Right, Newark Town had no game, and we'll talk about what's up and coming for them in a bit. Uh, Collingham, unfortunately, their game against Dronfield Town Reserves was postponed. That was a cup game. That's now going to be played on the 17th of December. Harrowby United, uh, they got a uh, tool draw at home to Huntingdon Town. Goals for uh, Two goals, Abacar Silla. Grantham Town, uh, yeah, strange week for Grantham. On Saturday, they lost uh, 3-1 away at uh, Witten Albion uh, in front of 263 people in the Northern Premier League. Uh, Brad McGowan on uh, target for the Gingerbreads. And on Tuesday night, they're in League Cup action at home to Worksop Town, which finished 0-0 and by all accounts uh, was quite a dreadful 0-0 draw. Worksop winning 3-0 on penalties. 0-0 at the Mears on Tuesday night it was bad enough at Lowfield yeah <laughs> you're another 200 foot up it's yeah <laughs> could be right. like it can't be, it must be a bad sitting that Finder stand at Grimsby <laughs> on the wet <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so, uh, going on to the um, NSL uh, in the Premier, Southwell City lost 4-1 away at uh, Woolerton. Uh, Ben Selby. Well, actually, they will qualify. Yeah, that was it for, for Wallies of the Week. I'm yeah. afraid. I'm because sorry, Southall, Yeah, we'll come round yeah. uh, as to what in a bit why uh, our friends at Sleaford haven't got it. As Lockton, <laughs> <laughs> they were over to Calverton Miners Welfare. They lost three two. Kieran Wall, James Leach on target for uh, the Cranmers. Curtin Brickworks. Now, this was a, a lesson in defending in the uh, not senior league division one. Brickworks five. Gedling Southbound S- South Bank six. Ryan Ashley with a brace, Kyle Clarkson, Ryan Keeley, Jamie Charlton, and man of the match quite understandably went to Ryan Ashley. So uh, defenders on top then, absolutely, yeah. So uh, eleven goals are down there. That's not too bad. Highcombe Town uh, they got a two-all draw at home to Gainsborough Trinity Reserves, Wilkinson and Bean on target for um, Highcombe. Lincoln Moreland Railway. Um, this is probably going to be the worldy result. They beat Lincoln United Development four-one uh, at home. Attendance there of twenty five, so uh, it's dropping a little bit. Score. So you've got a Lincoln derby, haven't you? Really? Yes. And you got twenty five. Twenty five to watch it. But there was, if you remember, earlier in the season, was it one hundred and twenty five when they played um, Highcombe Town? So don't you ever complain about Newark supporters? No, Mister Smith. Really not. So the score is there: Robbie Smith. (laughs) Jesse Anderson with a brace and Sean Can. Bingham Town had no game. <laughs> when did I complain about them? I'll see if you're right for being late. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry, I had to show off my youngest daughter once again. Okay. Lincoln United, uh, National Premier South East on Saturday. They lost four, sorry, 3-1 at home to Glossop North End. Uh, obviously one of the Glossop uh, fine tradition, one of the original members of the Football League. Scorer was Danny North. On... Uh, Tuesday night, the game against uh, Gainsborough Trinity in the Integro Cup, I believe, was cancelled. Now, Sleaford Town, I did say they'd get an exemption if they managed to keep the score down below 20. And they <laughs> kept their word. In front of a crowd of 100, they lost 13-0 away at uh, Loughborough University. So, uh, not looking good there. Still haven't uh, haven't uh, scored. And you know what they say about the Premier League? If you go in uh, bottom club at Christmas, seldom gets out of it. And I, I honestly think uh, there'll be some possibly an interesting step five derby next season. I think Harrowby might be going up, but we'll see. Sleepers in five now, aren't they? Sleepers in step five now. Uh, so they'll drop yes, six. Yes, apologies. Yes, they'll drop down. They'll, Harrowby will replace them, but I suspect the way that division's looking. Yeah. Yeah. Cleethorpe's Town, um, they were in the Northern Premier South East. They beat Belper 2 1 at home. Uh, scorers were Josh Lacey, Scott Vernon. Josh Lacey got man of the match, and the attendance there was 326. That's more like. Yeah, and finally, Bourne Town in the United Nothing Counties. Nothing else to do at Cleethorpe, so let's be honest. Well, <laughs> you could wander down the road to see Grimsby, couldn't you, I guess? <laughs> good curry house. Yeah, there is. There's a good chip shop near the ground as well. Um, <laughs> Bourne 1, Northampton, Sarby Rangers 1. Seb Hood scored for Bourne Town, um, and the attendance there was 31. So. Good morning. At Bourne. At Bourne, yes. 31. 31. Grand. It's a lovely ground. ground. Yeah, it is a b- wonderful stand, but a hedge down one side. and Yeah. Shame. So that is the roundup. So I think um, Wally's, I'm afraid, go to Southwell City this week. And I think Lincoln Moreland's Railway, we said, would probably give them the uh, the worldies. They did come a cropper, did our friends at Southwell. It's not uh, not the result you need if you're going to go on to win a championship but there again everybody has a bad week and let's yep. just hope and this is Southwells and they got it behind and their them. Twitter account which is quite an honest account suggested as much yeah. it was an unacceptable performance which is sad because the previous two weeks apart from you having the control of the faders they'd got worldies so yes yeah. <laughs> well that's that's yeah. you know if, if you want a captain to steer the ship yep. he also steers the faders we yeah. to, um, so we can get a pug wash isn't it yeah absolutely Sorry, carry on. <laughs> he's coming late. Yeah, he's arrived <laughs> late. He'll be the first to jump ship. I mean, you're the closest thing we, that we've got to an Italian captain. No, no, it's, it's just that, uh, you know, vo- voluntary work is uh, voluntary work, I'm afraid. F- family has to come first. <sighs> Rubbish. Right, town talk next, and after another Saturday off, the Blues are desperate to get playing, but... Uh, by the fact that they're going to Phoenix, which is the best one in the world, is not one of your top ten grounds to visit in the country. Um, and the way it's raining at the moment. And the way moment. it's rained all day today, they're probably not going to go to Phoenix on Saturday. Um, they haven't got a lot of games to play. I mean, it doesn't matter the fact they've got 16 games still to play. That's no. fairly irrelevant, because there's more than enough time 
to play that. Yeah. That's not the problem. The problem, I think, Dave, with Town at the moment, is if they do not play on Saturday, they, they're going to be go. Okay, they've got a game on Wednesday night on plastic, on plastic. But they're going to go to Dinnington in what is very close to being a winner takes all match. Yes, and playing on on grass, grass for the first time in over a month. Yeah, I think it's nearly five weeks, and Dinnington is is despite what people say, it is going to be a six-pointer. Um, Town are currently top. Dinnington have a game in hand and a three behind. All right, they need to win their game in hand by 18 goals to overtake, but if they put get uh, Town drop points against Dinnington, it suddenly becomes a different complexion altogether in that league. Well, it's one of those games, isn't it? Town can afford to draw. Yes, yes. Dinnington have got to win. Yes. And Town must not lose. But Dinnington are used to playing on grass, and yes. Dinnington are quite a tight defence... And Dinnington's pitch, from memory, my last visit, isn't isn't the best. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a very, very interesting game. And, and traditionally, the weekend before Christmas as well always makes for a bit of fun. So, uh, that should be good. I mean, Town have got some hard, reasonably hard games coming up. They do have Renishaw, um, the Saturday between Christmas and New Year. Renishaw have gone in the last two seasons from being the whipping boys of that league. They currently sat in fourth. And to be honest, they are probably the last team in with a shout if you look at the top of that division you've got Town Dinnington Harworth and Renishaw I would think Retford are probably now out of the reckoning for the because uh, Renishaw took points off Harworth they have weekend. Renishaw I mean I think we said in one of the earlier shows you you never know which Renishaw is going to turn up they always give they always give their all they're not always very good but they have <laughs> shocked one or two decent sides in fact they probably took from my remember it, way of remembering I think they took points off Retford as well it's going to be a tough month for town, isn't it? It is. Um, I mean, un- under new management, and I've got n- no problems with Tony, but it is under new management. Yep. Um, they haven't played for what seems like an age in the no. in, in the league. I mean, in theory... They're well. almost starting the season again. Well, they are, because after Christmas, I mean, we still don't know what's going to happen about the result that was fogged off. Askin have made it quite clear to the FA they don't want to have to come back here. And the league. This is the Central Midlands League Me, management sorry, yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I mean, they, they've yeah. said that after seven, they, they've sort of said, we don't want to do that, 70 minutes and we're 7 nil mm. down. Why on earth would we want to come back on a Tuesday night to replay that? Yeah, but um, you're relying on a modicum of common sense in yeah. this. So, if, assuming that game doesn't go ahead, they've only got six games at home till the end of the season. Uh, I think I looked at it, one in January, three in, fe- uh, three in February, and possibly one in March for a season that ends in April. The, mm. the guy that's I, I can only assume without being too rude about the fixture secretary he's got a set of darts and just chucked them randomly and said town are going to oh that'll do yeah and that's the, and that's the only thing I can think of you remember when he first started coming in here Tony he yeah. was, you know, it was it was very BBC wasn't it it, it was more on the fence than Rob Wilder yes yeah, we, and, that, and now it's just because it's just joined the rebels that's, that's because you varnished it and greased it so I can't sit on it <laughs> it hasn't took many weeks and he's joined us so no it's, it's, it is um, undoubtedly the next four or five games for town is probably uh, pivotal in their season. Phoenix away, Dinnington away, Renishaw away, Harworth away. away. And then they're at home on the 11th to Thorn Colliery, which should well, be three points in the back. Let's just open the till top of the table by the 11th of January, but they've yeah. got a hard month. And uh, if you want to go and see New York Town in local, you can actually go to the Sports Village next Wednesday night when they take on Allsworth Villa, Villa yeah. in the Knotts Senior the Cup. Um, as we said before, the last time we were in here, um, there was a possibility that uh, I was going to use Tony's term, an unintelligible player had been put on the team sheet, but he was illegible apparently, so uh, had signed um, after 3pm the day before. So, uh. OK, let's, um, let's put town to bed and wish them the best of luck on their travels and um, go on to our league. Look, the league look started off as a, as a one-off because I found this story about the Silly Isles and me and it's Cornwall and, you know, we've got to talk about it. Uh, People told me they enjoyed it, so we just moved it on when we found the London Underground League, which I, as I say again, thought was Reggie and Ronnie, and it turned out to be the Metropolitan <laughs> and the Piccadilly. So, a bit disappointing there, but at least we know what it all what it all is. At least we've still got our kneecaps. So, we've challenged Dave to find another league to, to tell us about it, and tonight we're going to a country that thinks it's good at football. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, got it. Deluded. All yours, Dave. <laughs> Deluded. Thank you. Uh, tonight we not thought... you, by the way. I mean, <laughs> no, totally, no, yes, that's but not you. <laughs> that's quite all right. Uh, tonight I thought we'd have a look at the East of Scotland uh, Football League. 
Is this your lot? No. No, right. Well, okay. you, you, you might learn something in a minute. We're, we're in the Lowland League. Yeah. Now, the East of Scotland Football League is made up of teams from South East Scotland, which was, and it was formed in 1923. The league sits at level six of the Scottish Pyramid System, and it's on par with the South of Scotland Football League, and it acts as a feeder to the Lowland Football League. That's your lot. Yeah. Unlike the England, when effectively you get promoted, you resign your membership of one league, and then you be- become the next one in Scotland, you still belong, be- belong to the controlling body of that league. And I'll, as I'll tell you a bit more in a minute, but it comes up. I'm confused already. Yeah. Its clubs are lo- largely located in the Edinburgh, Lothians and Scottish border areas, although in recent times um, they've accepted clubs from Clackmannanshire, Falkirk, Fife, Stirling and Perth. A total of 40 teams are competing hang this on, year. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. By no stretch of imagination, what's this league called? The uh, East of Scotland League. Okay. So it is kind of a line yeah, down the middle of the... No, yeah. no league is Perth on the borders. Yeah. So, um, a total of 40 teams are competing in this current season, drawn from 53 members of the sister organisation of which the clubs are member, the East of Scotland Football Association. Since 2014, and subject to both clubs meeting the licensing criteria, criteria for promotion, the winners of the East of Scotland League and the South of Scotland League take part in an end-of-season playoff for a place in the Lowland Football League. There's currently three divisions, Premier, Conference A and Conference B. Not all le- their league members play in this division. Because the league is administered by the East of Scotland Football Association, it's technically an independent body. There's 53 members in this association. Three of their members play in the uh, Scottish Premier. That's Hearts, Hibs and Edinburgh City. Then there's 11 in the Lowland League, including your beloved Berwick Rangers. Mm. Bonnie Rig Rose Athletic, Civil Service Strollers, East Kilbride, Edinburgh University, Gala Faridine, Gretna, Kelty Hearts, Spartans, Stirling University and Vale of Leithen. A lot of these names we only ever hear when the Scottish football... Um, when the Scottish FA Cup comes round, yeah, so it? you suddenly hear these names. I, I know them all because we've lost them all, I think. Probably. Now, the most successful team of modern time that still plays in the East of Scotland League is Whitehill Welfare. Again, a name you probably yeah, see. They them. come up yeah. every time. The winners of the Scottish, uh, the, sorry, the East of Scotland League are invited to enter the Scottish FA Cup at the preliminary round stage. Stage. The current champions are B- Bonnie Rig Rose Athletic, who have won just one title. And we know their claim to fame. Bonnie Rigg Rose. Yes. We know their yeah. claim to fame. The, right. the only game with one certain gentleman playing in, was yes. it? Yes. yes. Yeah. It, it, apparently it was shaken, not stirred. So that's <laughs> right, yeah. There are two English clubs who are members of this uh, football association, Berwick Rangers and Tweedmouth Rangers. And you go through the list of clubs in the Premier Division. Most of these sides we never hear about unless there is a game um, in the Scottish FA Cup and suddenly Harriet Watt University appears and <laughs> Leithen Athletic all great little names but they're not really they're not really big so, sides so in your vast <laughs> knowledge then what level is, is this if it was going to be an English league well I where went, would you put it I, a few weeks ago I went to see Gretna play um, Gala Gala Ferry Dean Rovers and I came back and I think I said to you guys that Town and Town could hold their own in that division the way they played and Flo Server probably walk that league <laughs> because whereas both our sides trap the ball and play it on the ground even blocks were being hoofed in the air and uh, it, was, it was more akin to up and under rugby league in its sort of 70s heyday <laughs> <laughs> and the, cl- the crowds aren't particularly good at that level oh, they, no. whereas as you've probably heard of the Scottish Junior Leagues which attract big crowds on Sunday mornings are well supported these cl- some of these clubs get crowds of 15 or 16 well God. basically Berwick Rangers average 300 at Shieldfield Park yep. uh, for their home games and uh, Berwick Bandits on a Friday night the Speedway team average three times more than that yeah so, in fact the t- don't Berwick Rangers get a bigger crowd if the Bandits are playing a, um, immediately after they have got a meeting immediately after their game because you can get dual admission yeah but, but it's why that, can't they play at the same time <laughs> that, that would be interesting <laughs> it, it certainly met throwing is interesting wasn't it yeah. <laughs> doing a long run up and suddenly yeah. you'll walk around the track <laughs> a lot more exciting that's classic but better so, than the football Oh, so that's, a good, that's a good cracking idea. So that's so, the East of so Scotland League. So you go from the East of Scotland League into, into the Lowland League, into the Scottish uh, Second Division, league, second yeah, then division. the first, then you've got the Scottish Championship. So there is a, there is a, a pyramid that yeah. does actually work as, as it does, a pyramid. And it's effectively the first, bi- it's the first bit where the pyramid breaks yeah. out. 
Mm, there you go, you see, you learn something new if the every Scots Thursday. Yeah. We do nowadays, do you? On, oh. that, on that basis, if the Scots that built the pyramids that have fallen down below. <laughs> and what is really sad, I was in London last week and I, at, at the break time I said to one of my colleagues, come on, we're going to walk down to Market Street, down the Caledonian Road. And I said, why? I said, I need to see where the London Underground Leagues play. Unfortunately, there was no game going on, but I've actually seen the two pitches that they play on, so... Uh, <laughs> and the crest of all the club are on the side of the pitch, so that's quite interesting. <laughs> you take to drink, I can understand. <laughs> OK, let me catch up on this. We've done town talk, and we've done our league look, and we've done the worldies, and um, we've done the wallies. So what's next on the list? We are the new explosives. We're heading for the top. We always get promoted, and we're never going to stop. We play games at low fields, it's where we love to be. We've got the world's greatest supporters, and they're called the FEC. Ale, ale, ale! Ale, ale, ale! I just hope he's not on commission for that, I really do. Right, um, the weekly flow serve, I've got a bit. Tony's, um, Tony's got a bit, so we'll start to, we'll start with the ins and the outs. Um, out of Lowfields go Jack Andrews. He's gone to Eastwood Community in Step 6. And Ryan Ebanks has gone to Quorn in the United Counties at um, the same level as FlowServe, Step 5. So he's uh, gone off there into FlowServe. Joe Braithwaite, a name that you, a lot of you will know from Holbeach United via Newark Town or with Newark Town or dual signed with Newark Town or very complicated that one I don't understand it myself but anyway the forms are signed and he's apparently a flow serve player um, Zach Goodson has extended his loan until the 3rd of March next year which is um, when, we, godsend, when we spoke last week we will saying it's about time he found the net he's now found it four times in two matches so uh, well well done um, well done him and he, he, he is looking now the sort of player that Baseford are recruiting he, he looks quality um, so there's your um, the official ins and outs we ain't going into the unofficial ones we'll wait until it's uh, the paperwork's all done on the injury front Lawrence Gorman not only returned from injury on Tuesday night, he returned to the starting lineup, and in conditions which must have sapped every piece of energy from every player out there, he played 90 minutes. From what I heard, they looked far more assured with him being there, and he marshalled stuff again, and it was almost like the maturity had come back to the way they played. <laughs> oh, I spoke to Tony on this one. I mean, I'm not knocking anybody at all. Lawrence Gorman is a quality, an absolute quality football he's not a he's not a center half he's a footballer mm. and it also released tom potts to go into a holding midfield position in front of the center halves and all of a sudden the three of them with mitch robinson lawrence and tom potts they've gelled again they gelled straight away and they, they, they looked so much stronger and matt cotton the other long-term injury mm. trained with the team before the match and apparently didn't feel any was this the guy the who'd had a foot injury that yes. they'd scanned nothing yeah. could see but it was nothing giving him a light it just wasn't coming right well yeah. hopefully rest has probably because he found the net quite a bit before he got uh, injured he's another he? he's yeah. another very good player that um, should be playing football quick look at some rearranged fixtures because I think Tony can just verify these the 17th is now West Bridgeford away is that correct it is yeah is that Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday the Tuesday 17th. Night, Tuesday the 17th is West Bridgeford away in the Knotts Cup, which means the South Normanton Cup game had to be postponed, because that was due the same night. They're now playing the South Normanton Cup game on... Boxing Day. On on Boxing Day, where they're supposed to be going in the league. To so South they're not, they're not doing they? what rugby do, make it a, a dual game, no, Cup no, and no, league. No, no, no. No, you wouldn't want to do that. What the league actually wanted was on the middle... Saturday, Flo served to go and play the league match. So there's going to South Normanton twice within 48 hours, and Flo served secretary rejected that one. Even, San even Santa won't do you, that. You know, <laughs> that just has got disaster written all over. So uh, it's Boxing Day Cup football now. Yeah, at uh, South Normanton. We have got. Um, we were due to be at South Normanton on Boxing Day in the league. 
and that league game has now been uh, postponed until February. Uh, the exact date escapes me in February, but I think it's, I would guess, at the 11th of February. I think that's a fair... What it means is Flo says playing every Tuesday until March. Yeah, but the, the good news is that I won't be here, so you'll be able, yes, you'll be able to I'll enjoy your Tuesdays. Yes, yeah, yeah. That, that improves yeah. it no end. And, that's um, the listening figure's gone up then. The, yeah, game, exactly. uh, the game on Saturday the 11th... They'll be signing in the rain. <laughs> Oh Shocking. <laughs> the game on Saturday the 11th, which was a home match to Selston, yes. um, has been postponed because they're playing in the Cup. So that's going to go to a, you would expect, the first available Tuesday, which is probably going to be sometime in September. Uh, the Selston game hasn't been rearranged as yet. No, but it's going to uh, obviously almost certainly. pop back. But, yeah. So lo- lots... Um, Lots of rearranging. It's a question, really, of watch this space to find out who flows ever playing. You just assume they're playing every Saturday and Tuesday. Mm. Right, what have you got? Anything else? Yeah, basically, uh, Worcester didn't do as many favours on Saturday, obviously, with a 3-2 defeat. But they did us a massive favour last night because the top seven are separated by two points at the top of the uh, Midland uh, Football League Premier Division. And seventh-placed Romulus went to uh, Bromsgrove's delightful ground on... Uh, uh, yesterday evening and Worcester City beat them 3-0 uh, so Worcester City with those two wins against us and against Romulus last night now move up to 11th you see again R- Romulus staying 7th again Dave Worcester beat um, Shepshed yes in the Vars who played 13-1-12 in their respective league um, they outplayed Flosave in the last 20 minutes of that match on Saturday yep uh, you can argue that Flosso should have had it won before then, but, you know, they picked it up, and then they beat Romulus, which I thought was a very good outfit. Well, yeah, they looked you, good, you, they you, looked good you, when they came to Lowfields, didn't yeah, they? they you, again, they, they, got, they were streetwise. You've got to add them to the... Um, mm. You've got to add Worcester to the mix, so really now you're sort of halfway down the table, as we said a bit earlier on, but... Uh, <sighs> that's what football's all about. Who wants but, to re wants to run away leaders? Remarkably, given how well Worcester City played... And what a fantastic setup they have got, Chairman et al. at, uh, at, at uh, Worcester City. Um, they're, they're still a quite a long way behind Romulus in seventh. They are, but the beginning. Points wise, they're picking up points on teams above them, and that can only help Flowserve because Flowserve hasn't gotten to play again. But the other thing is about Flowserve is that we are two points off the top, but we have two games in hand, yeah. and, and that is a crucial stat. Chickens and eggs. Right, you're listening to Radio North Sport on FM, <laughs> DAB and online around the world. And yes, we do have listeners in both Australia <laughs> and New Zealand. Radio North Sport is a show about you, for you and most importantly with you. So it's so easy to contact us, just don't ring us while the show's on. <laughs> Simply send an email Hi, to sport at radionote.co.uk <laughs> and you and or your club could be part of the show. In fact, we welcome, we welcome clubs and individuals to come on to this show uh we've got to the time of the night now where we look at what uh, we call grassroots gossip where um we tend to find some of the more quirkier stories that's um going around and one i've had on my list for too long now so i'm going to get this one out of the way before you find any better ones it took 34 spot kits to separate taunton and truro um, the other week the epic shootout matched the record for english football taunton eventually triumphed to go through into the third round of the southern league challenge cup if it matched the record dave what was the record I should know this because we were talking about it before. Um, well, you're our football expert. Yeah, but it was a football league. T- it was football league teams, wasn't it? Oh, so, you see, you let um, me down badly. No idea. Right. Shall we move on swiftly? Well, you tell us now. <laughs> I've got no idea. You're the expert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. Um, I know, but I'm not telling you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, um, he knows you better than that. Tony. We mentioned that the the same time as Towns game was being abandoned during fog. Uh, the Grantham Matlock game was also abandoned due to fog and that's only the seventh time in their 145th year history that they've had a game abandoned uh, the first one was 1925 at RAF Cranwell due to bad light and poor weather 1931 against Bradford City Reserves in Bradford poor ground conditions 1955 at Wisbeach Town snow a blizzard 2007 Needham Market floodlight failure 2014 Stafford Rangers. I was there. Pitched. Yeah, I thought you might do. You have this thing about Stafford Rangers. They were don't having you? the warm up, 
and there's a massive flash of lightning. Everybody ran off, and then they announced about ten minutes later, sorry, we're not coming back. Oh wow! Well, was that because you was there? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, Twenty sixteen was at Marine uh, FC uh, Waterlog pitch, and as we say, last last week, last week or the week before, Matlock Town at home due to fog. German. F- Fourth Division League Club FC Snarnenbrocken or something like that <laughs> have sacked their manager after could, he could recent- pronounce the name no after, <laughs> I, after he recently lost two games in a row before that they had won 13 consecutive <laughs> games not qualified for the next round of these including <laughs> including beating Bundesliga club Cologne in the cup so what's he got wrong there then and he lost two matches on the bounce and they've sacked him yeah, when you get saw what happened last night with the Napoli manager getting sacked oh, after yeah. qualified, yeah. you just can't believe it, can you? <laughs> Next one. Okay, um, we mentioned a few weeks ago East Hull. They wanted the guy that's running East Hull wanted to take North Ferrelby mm. upper division and then yeah. clear off to Hull, and they said no, and he ran off with the money. <laughs> um, you mentioned in one of your grassroots gossips they'd gone on a, an incredible wi- uh, witness run. Uh, on November the 29th, um, North Ferrelby's fanzine Twitter account tweeted hearing that the printer of East Hulls FC's programme is ceasing to work with the club. The reason? Non-payment of bills. Some things never change. <laughs> they're, they're not really enjoying that, are they? <laughs> not really, they're not, are, are, are they? Mo- Malvern Tan's chairman was forced to go in gold during an FA Cup Vars um, in the last round. Uh, they got beat 10-0 and he conceded five in 30 minutes. Yeah, but he played quite well in the first ten minutes, he said, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Poor chap. And, um... The North West Counties Football League, which is one that we're keeping a bit of an interest in at the moment, because that's where Flowserve are. Old Longridge Town, Are yeah. going to play um, their Vars. Um, I've agreed to take into um, um, their Step 6 division next year, the Isle of Man. Well, I think the same deal will apply as the Jersey Bulls and Guernsey have got, that they have to give... Um a certain amount of money um, towards the flight costs or the travel costs of getting the team out there, but um, it looks a good setup over there. It most certainly does. Right, Mister Smith, you've been sitting there. Can I? Can I? No, just, you can't. Can you I can, share, you, share no. my, my trip advisor? No, you can Comment. read. You can read number three on there. A manager of an Italian youth team has been controversially sacked over showing a lack of respect in his size twenty-seven nil demolition of their opponents. Under eighteen side. Invicta Soro, who are based in the Grosseto region of Tuscany, were in action against Marina Calcio on Saturday and ruthlessly tore their opponents apart. But the scoreline didn't impress the previously mentioned uppers, <laughs> I'll try to pronounce that thing again, <laughs> and resulted in coach uh, Rossini being axed from his, the youth team. I'm sure there's the first name to that coach. Uh, Miliano. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> in Victor Soro, president, Paul Brogelli, was disappointed with how his son had been stitched up here. You're the journalist, sir. <laughs> yes, but unfortunately I'm English. <laughs> was, was disappointed with how his side disrespected their opponents and insisted the opponent must always be respected. He said in a statement, We were stunned and deeply regretful when hearing that our juniores team had beaten Marino Calcio 27-0. The values of youth, fo- of youth team football are antithetical to such a thing. The opponent must always be respected and that did not happen today. There you go. I mean, <laughs> you did get stitched up somewhat, yeah. yeah. But, but can, the, can, the, can, can, just in a minute. Yeah, thank you. Because it is a great line. The serious yeah. note in all that... Is that if you're going to take the proverbial, yeah, it's, it's antithetical. You're out. Yes, that's a, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's yeah. a word for you. Yeah, and yeah, I'll, <laughs> not I'll, sure it exists. Yeah, okay, we've had a good laugh about reading it, but I think the sentiments and all that are commendable. Yeah, yes, they're right. You know, even if you vanquish an opponent by a huge result, you still they've st- they've turned up and given you a game. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you you must. And this is what I I had a moan about at the. Um, the Coventry United match. Oh, this running and you celebrating. You respect your opponents. They didn't, the way they celebrated the goal. Mm. They mm. didn't. You always should respect your opponents. Right, come on, you've got a story. You won't shut up until I let you tell it. We are going to Longridge Town in the fourth round of the FA. When he Vars. says that, he means Flo Servar. Well, yeah, we. Yeah, but not everybody knows that. And Newark Flo Serve, who, who I love dearly, are going to Longridge Town. Longridge is eight miles northwest of Preston 
and on a map it's dead level with Blackpool it's 18 miles away from Blackpool so me and my fellow committee member Ben Faulkner have booked into a Blackpool hotel Friday, Saturday, Sunday to make a, make a weekend of it it cost us £19.50 each in this hotel which is just behind Blackpool Tower not far from the seafront and so we thought at that price you know it's going to be a bit rough and ready it includes an all you can eat breakfast and so we went on TripAdvisor and looked up the hotel which shall not be named and this guy had written about his visit to the hotel bloke in the next room got stabbed and I got broken into but the breakfast was lovely <laughs> Breakfast thrown in means she opens the door and knocks <laughs> it through the bedroom. <laughs> you, you catch it. Breakfast is served by a catapult. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, right, that's our, that's our laugh at grassroots gossip. But the Italian thing, I do I do think that uh, it, it's, you know, it's commendable. You should never, ever take the mickey out of your post. Our next subject um, revolves around the FA. And the powers that be said, have you got any football association music? <laughs> One song covers all. Yes. <laughs> we do have football association music. Um, and it's very serious, to be honest, because the FA, in their infinite wisdom, have now decided that they're basically going to chuck Step 7 football out of the pyramid system. For the ones of you who understand the pyramid, it starts at 7 and works its way up to 1. At yes. the minute, New York Town and South will play in different leagues, but they are both in step seven. seven. Flow serve are in step five. Grantham are in three. three. You, 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 you get the gist of it. Count, yes. Notts County are in one. one. Yeah. And so then you get into the football league. Which and, is a vertical. You yes. can't, you, you don't pyramid yeah. out it. So that's, that's how it works. And they've decided that they don't need a step seven anymore. To explain it in a little bit more sensible detail than I can, Dave. Okay, well, I did actually... Um, contact the Knotts FA and the Football Association to see if they could give me some guidelines and as at this point neither have come back to me <laughs> however I also spoke to the non-league paper and they were quite helpful with the notes they'd got following a, a discussion so the, the, the information I've got is the Football Association are moving towards a pure pyramid for the National League system which will become steps 1 to 6 as a result the non-league landscape that we currently know is in the middle of its biggest transition for years this season has, in, has seen the introduction of a 4th division at Step 3 and a 7th at Step 4. From 2021, there will be an 8th division at Step 4 to address the travelling distances from the northeast to the Peterborough area. We're always laughing about the FA and their uh, geographical knowledge, and that's obviously what they're working towards. There will be an introduction of two new divisions at what, Step 5. knowledge? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of two divisions at step five to take it up from 14 to 16. That process is underway. Step six is changing. There are currently 19 divisions. There'll be 20 for next season at step six, and that will ev eventually be reduced to 17. Two of which of those divisions will be based in the southwest. Primarily, Devon are going to get a bigger cool, slice yeah, of the cake yeah. than Cornwall. Yeah. At step seven, the FA are planning to improve the consistency and make stronger the relationships between the county FAs at that level of the game, i.e. take responsibility for administering it and uh, governing it. Step seven is to become a feeder uh, system into the National League system. The FA reported that most leagues have readily supported the proposed changes, as have the county FAs. I bet the Central Midlands didn't, didn't No, it. No, and certainly the East Midlands counties weren't impressed being told no. that they no longer exist. The current leagues will still run as individual leagues, but are going to be more aligned to a county FA. The Step 7 League will then be the pinnacle of county football... It's hoped that it will then be seen by the supporter and players as the top end of county football rather than, at the moment, the bottom end of the National League system. This will allow the county FAs to develop their own localised pyramids that feed into their Step 7 County League. It will also ensure that there is a clear and consistent process for clubs to move into the National League at Step 6. There are a variety of ways for a club to end up at Step 6. There will always be exceptions and there is provision for that. The FA have said that the norm will be that clubs will come through Step 7 pre feeder process into the National League. Step 7 clubs will still be able to enter the FA VARs and apply for the usual football grants. As they well, get them, but they can apply for them. Well, that's true, yes. 
As has previously been said, this, as we've said on this show, the standard of Sepp Levitt-Steven leagues throughout the country... Standard of what, Dave? Uh, of the leagues... <laughs> throughout the, co- the country vary greatly. The facilities they have, the standard of football is so different that a lot of clubs find they have a dis- uh, disadvantage or can't even get into the Step 6 due to ground grading. The FA carried out a mapping exercise across a number of leagues as to the quality of f- facilities they expected. There's a significant number of clubs a long way off of meeting the ground grading for Step 6. Some leagues pretty much said, yes, we want enclosed grounds, proper pitches, floodlights. Others pretty much said, a couple of goalposts and a bit of grass will do. A couple of jumpers. Yeah, that's not much better. (laughs) Step 7 clubs will not be forced to take promotion to Step 6. At Step 6, if they accept promotion, they have to accept that the game becomes more formal and there will be standardised rules rather than a set of guidelines. This has currently been causing conflict when some competitions operate with steps 5, 6 and 7. When a club enters the National League system at step 6, they will do so in the full knowledge that they are playing highly regulated football that will include promotion and relegation, and in some cases they'll have to accept lateral movements. Okay, I'm going to stop you there because yeah. t- time's moving on and I've got, I've got some questions. Um, okay, you answered the Vars one. Fair enough, yes. you answered the Vars one. Um promotion and relegation clubs will not automatically be promoted from step 7 to 6 so if you win it you won't be automatically promoted to wherever the FA say that slightly worries me because I don't think you mentioned that if you finish bottom of step 6 you're going to be automatically relegated well they did say that you would have to accept um, that it's highly regulated that will include promotion and relegation however I do wonder whether there will be certain provisos come up that a decent, um, respected team finishes bottom of step six. Oh, well, we were going to promote Team X in, but their floodlights are the wrong shade of blue, or there'll yeah, be some... Yeah, just, it, just, it just worries me, because the one thing I do like about it, I mean, OK, the FA haven't got it right every single time. They certainly didn't get it right with Flosive. They haven't got it right with a lot of clubs. But at least now, you know if you finish there, you are going to get promoted yes. to a high standard. And none of this, particularly with the Northern League clubs, now we don't quite fancy that, but no. now we'll stop where we are, we're all right. And the standard of football they're playing up there is way, way above step six or even step five. Comparable leagues, yeah. yeah. So um, that's that's a plus for the FA. We don't do that very yeah. often, but we'll give, them, we'll give them a big gold star for that one. Where does this lead the Central Midlands League, in your opinion because obviously nothing's been said so we are talking opinions here before yeah. anybody starts having a go at us well after we after um you suggested this we looked at, into this last week and i had a look at the teams that are in there because the central midlands football league is effectively a derbyshire league mm. i suspect and this is again this is and only my own thoughts haven't, derbyshire haven't got one no and my thoughts are that probably collingham newark retford united will probably get pushed into the not senior league or whatever the knots fa equivalent is you'll probably find that a couple of the other clubs um in the southern division that are also knots clubs will be pushed into that league and they'll probably drag a couple that are dubious sort of around the sheffield area dinnington will probably get pushed into a south yorkshire fa yeah. and you'll probably find they'll drag a few clubs back from the staffordshire leagues that cross the border westwise there is nothing formal has been said as to where why and whatever and likewise, neither FA, the FA or the Knots FA have got back to me on this one. I think it's... I think it... I mean, if that is how it happens, OK, it is a demise of the Central Midlands, OK, it becomes a Derbyshire League. And no again, res- this is just us surmising, that, you know, so yeah. it, it, it may not happen. And it can still keep its name. But if you're going to have a county league, it should be a county league. And I can see where this is going, and it does make common sense as long as it goes in that direction yeah i'm still not convinced about promotion and relegation no we're um going to talk what's on at the weekend but um, before we do that it, it's that, i just want some yes or no's from these these two really it, it, it it's that classic time it's, it's getting their transfer window and 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 everything that goes with it interim boss duncan ferguson does not want the everton job full-time he says after beating chelsea by three goals to one. Who's going to be Everton's next manager? One. Um, David Moyes. Two. No idea. No, oh, you see. I don't think Moyes will go. No, I don't, think, I don't I, think the fans I, want Moyes. I don't think they do. You don't go back, do you? No. 
Surely you don't. The bowl boys are going to miss Big Dunk, aren't they? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. That, was, that, that was good. I mean, he's mm, a local mm. hero, isn't he? Kind of. Yeah. Carlo Ancelotti um, to Arsenal. That's got to be a good fix, surely. Yeah, that would make sense to me. Yeah, I think the fa- Arsenal fans would, uh, would quite like him. Leicester City are moving closer to securing 23-year-old England midfield James Madison on a um, new extended contract. Apparently he's been leaked by... Ma- leaked? Linked by... Um, with Manchester United. Why on earth would he go from a club that's second in the table to one that's halfway down it? <laughs> N- absolutely Why no reason at all. Why would he go to a big club to Man United? <laughs> yeah. You love those, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, c- I can't understand... Uh, I don't know. What... <laughs> what do you go? If they come in and offer Leicester 80 million, would he go? No, because Madison is a superb player and is is playing with Vardy and Vardy thrives off his intelligence. And I, I think you're more likely to get a, a go in the Leicester first team than you are at Manchester United. And I think you've probably got more potential there as well. Chelsea, um, Chelsea has sent um, scouts to um, look at Wilfred Zaha and apparently he is a firm favourite now to make a £70 million transfer in January why did Chelsea want Wilfred Zaha? I just can't understand it. Chelsea have done a massive favour by the transfer ban which has now been reduced to just one window but when they got Lampard and they had to start using kids that was their future I mean that is f- they have done fantastically well I don't understand why they need to make other signings it just don't make sense to me Dave I, I just I just I don't think he's that good to be honest no, there's money burning ho- hole in their pocket at the moment yeah. this is this yeah. is the problem isn't it and he's and he's they're going to be expected to go out for a big signing but Zaha is a big fish in a little pond at Crystal Palace we saw what happened when he went to Manchester United hmm Mind you, Zaha, if he doesn't move soon, he's going to be always be renowned as, being, as you say, being the big fish in the yeah, small pond, yeah. and he probably thinks, I've got to make the prestige move. Yeah, yeah, he went to a big, a supposed big fish and sank. Um, There's Eng- a fairly stagnant pond he went to, though, wasn't well, it? Well, it was, this is true, yeah. <laughs> England manager um, Gareth Southgate has told Leicester striker Jamie Vardy that the door is open for a turn to international level. I think Vardy's probably all right doing what he's doing, isn't he? I think Vardy will be very daft to accept that invite. He's doing a cracking job at Leicester and he'll be uh, made for life at that place. And Paul Scholes, I think, did the right thing by stop playing for England. Concentrate yeah. on your, your team and uh, yeah. enjoy what you're doing. And you'll be pleased to know that Man United have told Ole Gunnar Solskjaer that his job is safe um, and they're not going to move for Quite the right. former, former Tottenham, um, Tottenham manager. So you'd be ever so pleased. What a difference a week makes, though. I mean, exactly. He was top of the sack race, and then he's gone to the bottom by two. Yeah. He's beaten the two biggest managers, though, hasn't he? Really? Well, he's out. He's out. Coached Mourinho yeah. and Pep. Pop, Auntie, we yeah. said this on Monday night, or I said it begrudgingly on Monday night, and he made a big fuss of it. But just uh, because I said that, you know, Ollie's at the wheel. However, this is professional football, and we did say he'd be out before Christmas, and there's still <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we've still got twelve days. There's still plenty of time. There's, yeah. there's still plenty of time for that for that one yet. Yeah. Okay, um, sport does seem to be winding down till Christmas. Uh, the rugby is still playing. Um, Newark are away to Nottingham Casuals on Saturday. It's a massive game. Casuals are ninth in the table. Newark are tenth in the table. You know, come on, boys, you've got to start winning rugby matches. It's as simple as that. Hockey men have, have given up for Christmas, but the ladies have got a cup match to pull in against Ashbourne at home. Fondon Colts haven't played for a while. They are playing Dunkirk at home in the cup. Fondon, a Premier Division, albeit wrong half of the Premier Division, and Dunkirk in Division 2. So a welcome win. You're going to say something. I can see you building up to something here. I was saying that New York Rugby Club are playing in an eight pointer. <laughs> Dear. Um, Sunday, um, the senior youth is due to play at home for Kestevan. The under-14 boys at home to Boston. But I noticed tonight they've cancelled all training at, at Kellam Road um, because, yet again, it's wet. So we'll see what comes on on <laughs> Sunday. The under-16s are at Stanford. The under-15s are at Ilkeston. It's the mini-league round four at Worksop for our young athletes. And a bit of bad weather will not stop them. And on Sunday, our ladies' ones tennis players are away to Lady Bay, while the men's ones are at home to Magdala. What's happening in the world of football? 
Right, well, the Midland Football League, assuming the rain doesn't wreck it, um, flow server off to Heather St John's, which is ground I think you'll love. The press box there, you'll, you'll, you really will like that. So hopefully that's uh, you go on a nice day. Why would he be in the press box? Well, because he's got his reports to write. He's got, he's got teams to comment on and stuff. You're called pitch side, Dave. I am pitch side. Yeah. I don't do press boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, Newark Town are off to Phoenix, so that's 10th against 1st. Hopefully. Yeah, Collingham uh, entertain Appleby Froddingham, which is 13th against 15th. Harrowby United, United Counties, they go to St Andrews, that's 6th against 8th. Grantham Town entertain Morpeth, so that's 16th against 13th. Southwell City, uh, 3rd against 15th clash there at home to Attenborough. As Lockton uh, k- uh, away at Keymouth, sorry, Keyworth United, that's 8th against 14th. Curtin Brickworks have no game. In the Lynx League, Highcombe Town, who are first, are entertaining Brigtown Reserves, who are seventh. Lincoln Moreland Railway are away at Cleethorpe Town Reserves, so that's fifth against third. Bingham Town entertain AFC Dunkirk, that's first against second. That's, the, that's the big one. That's a biggie, isn't it? It is. Is that where you're going to end up if you, if uh, you don't go to Phoenix? Possibly, yeah, yes. I think so. Um, going into South Yorkshire, I haven't got an up-to-date passport, so I might be struggling on that one anyway. <laughs> no. Lincoln United have no game. You don't own a whippet in a flat cap, No. <laughs> Sleaford Town um, take his pigeons and let them lose I've got, I've, I've got Deeping Rangers at home so that's 20th against 4th I think that's only going to go one way I'm afraid <laughs> but never mind Sleaford are going to be exempt again uh, well we'll see Cleethorpe's Town are away at Stamford so that's 1st against 3rd that's another big game there and it's exactly 5 years since Stamford moved into their new ground and finally Bourne Town in the United Counties Division 1 are away at Saffron Dynamo. That's ninth against eighth. So there's some fairly close, uh, closely placed teams. In big games at this, I just don't know whether don't really. Yeah. Yeah. The Saint John's against Floor Service, third against fifth. It is yes. It is. Um, there are tough games, and there's no rain forecast for tomorrow or Saturday. Okay, well we may well get some football play. I, I, I mean, the one that I really, really want playing amongst everything else is Newark's trip to Phoenix. To me, that's the most important match of the weekend. So they play 90 minutes on what's laughingly called grass in South Yorkshire, but it's the nearest thing they've got to it. I would imagine it's ashes, isn't it? Probably so. And they've got that under the belt, and then they'll play again on Wednesday night, and they're going to be match fit to play Dinnington. Yeah. Because Dinnington haven't got... got, In theory, they've got a cup game midweek, but that's their first league game for about four weeks. So... So... If Tony's right with his weather forecast and he's normally hopelessly wrong with his weather forecast, then if he is right, then hopefully we'll get most of these games. I hope so. Uh, the way it's been raining today, though, there could be a lot lying around, I think. It's getting beyond the joke. It, 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 it really is. Anyway, let's just hope that all the football, all the rugby and everything else is played at the weekend so we can tell you about it next week. It's the weekend wrap on Monday. Let's hope we've got something to wrap about. On Tuesday, we haven't got a show... On Wednesday, our last guest of the year. One of the county's top football administrators makes a sport HQ debut. (laughs) And believe me, anything could happen. As Kevin KP Pressland is in in these studios. Do you need a fence bringing in? I'm really looking forward to that one. Coming up now, though, it's Dean Anderson, the TNT Soul Show, and Andy Channing. Good night. Radio New World.